watch cartoons We'll take a look back at where we've been So let's hop into our time machine And welcome to another episode of Cartoon Time Machine. I'm Scarlett. I'm Katie. And that was a poorly timed yawn. It sure was. We are your animates, and today we are joined by a very special guest, our producer Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back. You know, they just they keep bringing me back here. We keep finding her in here. She keeps breaking into the time machine. She's like a little raccoon living in the trash can. Well, ever since Beth stole the keys a couple months back, like we I had to wait in. the locks. <laughs> so you say. But now Did I know where you locks? hide the keys. I'm going to be honest with you, Katie. I just sort of said I changed the locks, but I didn't actually do it. Mm. Um, it was just, it was like a lot of extra time. I had to like, I call the locksmith, have him to come out to a time machine, figure out where the locks on the time machine are. Because to be honest, I'm like, only 90% sure I know where they are on this thing. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of work. So I just kind of kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And at a certain point, it was just kind of embarrassing to do it. So I just decided not to. Um, and anyway, that's how Rachel got in. Not again. <laughs> Wait, how do you not know where the locks in the time machine are? You have to use the locks in the time machine in order to get into the time machine. What I think I'm learning is Scarlet never locks the door in the first place. So you didn't really need the keys. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's a miracle pretty... we still have it. Someone's definitely gonna jack this time machine at some point and not bring it back. But the important thing is we have it now, and we are traveling once again into the future, 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 future reverb, future, future. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Can we go back? You hold definitely on, said future. I definitely <laughs> did say future. <laughs> it's hard to do reverb with your like human mouth instead of like I don't know. You're... Have you thought you could yeah. edit it in post? Yeah, have you thought about using a reverb thing on your editing software? No, that's too much work. Oh, <laughs> so geez. instead we're going into the furture. <laughs> yes, join us, join us, dear listeners, in the furture. See, now I, now I feel like it's gonna end up being like a weird furry thing that we didn't know about. And we're gonna uh, like get the exact uh, no. kind of onto our podcast. Is that worse than discovering queer oh. ass? It is not, in fact, worse than discovering queer ass. Uh, queer ass is still the absolute worst. I hate everything. Anywho, uh, today, as we travel into the future, or future, as people who can use their mouths correctly would say, uh, we are doing another of our classic series, Pitch That Reboot, where this week, with Rachel's help, we will each pitch a reboot of the hit Nickelodeon series, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom, uh, Phantom, Phantom, Phantom. <laughs> that's that was a better reverb. Yeah, that, that's how you do reverb. You, you did it, you did it right. You did it good. Um, <laughs> um, but Rachel has been, has been uh, eager to talk about this show uh, for a while now. Uh, and we're excited to finally welcome her on uh, yeah. to talk about it. I'm excited. Katie is as indifferent as they always are. Um, but I, I, I really like this segment. Um, we're going to see what CW show. Uh, uh, Don't give it away. We do this every time. It's Hold not on, a- wait, what are we giving away? Every single time you CW a five. My show. secrets. 
Um, but for those of you who have not heard our previous uh, pitch that reboots, uh, basically we're just going to give like a, a pretty short elevator pitch uh, as if we were speaking to studio executives about what the reboot of this show would be. Uh, give a general description of it, what the target audience is, how it's going to differ from the original series, what it's going to stay the same. Um, and then the rest of us, as if we were studio executives, uh, will ask some questions and see uh, see whether or not this project is viable. Uh, Rachel, you are our guest. Would you like to go first? Um, I'm sure. Uh, sure, yeah, I can go first. Um, I will preface is, um, once again, I'm coming on with the boring reboot take. I'm coming on with one that, like, I... I mean, I, I think would be a good idea, but it is the most obvious tie-in and also pretty similar to the one I did for Kim Possible, for being totally honest. Who um, would do the same thing every time? I don't know. Whoever would have- Really uncreative person, Katie. <laughs> I know. Um, so, the um, I suppose spoilers for the end of Danny Phantom, even though it's been off the air for probably at least 10 years. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I remember how Danny Phantom ended. Yeah, so oh, I, I was an absolute stan of this show, show as a child. I remember, th- I remember really, really liking it. I had to go Wikipedia most of it earlier this morning because I have zero memory of it, but. It was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. This and the Fairly Odd Parents were my jam. Um, but for those of you who don't remember, Danny Phantom ends with Danny and Sam getting together. I always so, liked him. He seemed like a good kid. Yeah, and like, I mean, that's not particularly surprising given, I mean, cartoons of the early 2000s about teenagers. Like, there has to be some sort of romance plot at some point. Um so the show ends with Danny and Sam getting together and my reboot is I mean probably quasi like today's day and age like 15 like 10 15 years later it's the two of them uh Danny has since taken on his family sort of like ghost busting business or like ghost hunting probably with a little bit of a different spin considering you know he is partially ghost but he's taking what he did during the uh, like original run of the show where he is going out and trying to find ghosts that are causing mayhem around the city and kind of taken and given his family's goat hunting business a practical aspect. And since I b- also believe the show ends with the town finding out about him being a ghost, so now he's living between the two worlds and kind of has a above the boards business doing this like superhero sort of superhero-esque sort of thing and um him and sam are still together because again i think we wanted to see something where we root for these characters and they get the ending the happy ending we imagined for them at the end of the show and somehow now he uh maybe he has a a kid um maybe multiple kids who are a similar age to how he was at the beginning of the show and the catalyst for our new show is one of them accidentally getting ghost powers and now the two and now there's this dynamic maybe like sam there's like one kid who doesn't have ghost powers the two of them bond over being like the support system for those who do have ghost powers and one kid gets them and now them and Danny have like they're they are both part of like the family business in a Ooh. sense. So yeah, my my idea is kind of a direct time jump continuation of the story with 
like taking into account how the show ended and seeing where the new generation can bring us. I I like this a lot. I I I liked your. I wasn't here for the uh, for the Kim Possible reboot, but I I was also here for it. I just I, I I like the idea of bringing in like the kids. I like that there's like a fun family dynamic here. Um, I'm yeah. I'm imagining a little bit like how Fairly Odd Parents has tried to pick up with like new God kids, but mm-hmm. doing it in a way that makes a little more narrative sense. Because personally, I think uh, Fairly Odd Parents jumped the shark like a really long time ago. Hey, but- say we now know the order of, of how you jump the shark by adding new characters. The order uh-huh. is baby, baby. dog, girl. <laughs> yep. The, the uh, three orders of a plot contrivance. <laughs> I can excuse poof. Everything after that, we're done. And now, I don't know if you all heard, but there's like a live action reboot of Fairly Odd Parents on Paramount Plus. Oh, we know. Katie has watched it, haven't you? I've watched scenes that were uploaded to, I think, their YouTube. It was weird. I watched part of the first episode. It's really strange. It's All I know is that Vicky's weird. attempting to or is dating Crocker at some point, and that was just Oh, weird. I hate that. I hate I that. like that at all. No. That's not so- Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Um, I don't- Yeah, I want, like, I want- I'm gonna use the phrase recapture the magic of the original one, even though I believe it's really, really difficult to do that. But in this case, I believe the best way to- continue on with the story is taking what they have and modernizing it i i think that with a modern twist i think it'd be a lot of fun did you did i miss you saying how old the kids are um i i don't think i ever said i would imagine probably i think danny was supposed to be 14 in the first show That's which right like there. now being in i mean when i was 10 years old and watching this 14 sounded like oh my god he's so old he can definitely handle the responsibilities of life on top of being a ghost superhero I definitely thought that was a reasonable thing now that I am older and well past 14 years old I personally would probably want to age them up a little bit maybe like 16 17 which is still far too young to be dealing with all the stuff that he does but it feels a little bit better in my eyes, I can imagine, like, one kid being 16, 17, or, like, his older sister's age mm-hmm. in the show, and then one kid may- maybe being, like, 12 or 13, and they're the ones who are, like, who look up to the child that has the ghost powers and is helping Sam, like, support the whole thing with, like, the aspirations of someone de- doing the thing that their older sibling does. See, that's the, that's like the weird thing about becoming an adult is like looking back at all the media we consumed as children and we're totally accepting of like 11 year olds in mortal peril. Um, uh-huh. Like Harry Potter, really weird and uncomfortable now knowing what this like literal child was doing. Same with like Percy Jackson. Uh, of course, the Hunger Games was always meant to be kind of disturbing, but I think I missed a lot of that as a kid. Like, because to me, like, 16-year-old Katniss Everdeen was, like, practically an adult. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, if, like, if she's killing children or, like, in mortal danger, like, whatever. She's an adult. But, like, now looking back, I actually get, like, how horrifying it was supposed to be. Or, like, even... So I read a lot of, like, YA high, high fantasy, like, romance novels mm. as a kid. Or, like... So, I... No, I... 
I own up to it. Um, looking back, like about and Twilight, like Bella and Edward got married like right after they both graduated high school. Like I think they got engaged during their senior year of high school. And so when I was 13 reading that it's like oh yeah she's 18 like it makes total sense they're in love like it's it's as soon as they graduate they have to like it it's works and now i look back at 24 years old and going like nah i don't think i'll get married anytime soon it's a it just gives you a whole different perspective oh of yet like yeah 16 year old can find their soulmate and get married and whatever else and now i'm like yeah it's funny. This is like awakened such a strong memory in me when I was when I was very little. I forget how old. I want to say like five or so. I remember I was like playing pretend as if I was twenty one at my college graduation, and I remember I was like acting it out like with my with my friend and I think my older sister. And I was like, oh, I'll be like twenty one, so I don't know. I'll have like some wrinkles, and my hair will be gray, and I'll like have a kid. And I remember like that sounded very normal to me at the time to be like, yeah, 21 is like wrinkly and gray haired with a kid, right? Like that's 21 is an unfathomably old age. And now here I am 23, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not adulthood, kid. Little, little Scarlet. It's all right. It's okay. You'll have, you'll have a lot. Uh, like Life is not over after age 18. Yeah. Most, no, it- mostly not over. It's, um. It's definitely a shock to your system. That being said, we've sidebarred enough. Which one of you would like to pitch your reboot next? Uh, would you like to go next, Katie, or shall I? All right. CW execs, listen in. I'm here to save your channel. For for the <laughs> listeners, uh, some glasses have just come on. All in right. a very snazzy manner. <clears throat> Daniel Phantom was just meant to be a kid. Growing up in normal, average suburban America, or slightly less suburban America. It's kind of meant to be like a metro area. Whatever, less important. Unfortunately for him, not the family he's in. Uh, instead of being actual ghost hunters, his parents are simply... I'm making this a CW show. I have to apologize in advance. Uh, his parents are actually- Are you distra- killing his parents? No, they're actually killing- just strung out on mushrooms and think they're imagining ghosts and fighting the ghosts. Oh and my god. And tragic accident- CW works? C- CW is all about negligent parents. Uh, where was I? Uh, and Danny Fanon's some cruel twist of fate becomes the ghost that his parents think he- they're hunting. But actually, he's also a ghost. Just- in time for the ghost wars <laughs> because there must be a random war it's a movie flashback to a real war um because everything has to have a war Every- exactly hey, but you can play war. up you you can play up um what's her face who has the cool guitar i think her name's uh ember ember uh dark yeah, uh, danny all that is it amber or ember Ember. I think it's Ember. I think it's Ember. Ember? Okay. I love She her. died in a house fire. And you can play up those tragic conspiracy theories people had. Um, Ember McLean. Ghost Wars. Um, and uh, Goth Girlfriend uh, is really in, thank you, is really into the occult and is get it, learns to be a witch at some point because that's also important. Um... I think season two, we have uh, 
we're supposed to be Dracula, um, the guy who's also half ghost. Uh, he wants to become a lich. Those are my two seasons that they got to work with. That season's important for Sam to become a real witch. Ooh, I like that. And at some point, she's really fixated on trying to save Danny, and they have a real kerfuffle about it. Should he, does he want to be a ghost? Does he not? I don't know. CW shit. <laughs> so it, it seems a, like I'm like trapped between two worlds. Yeah. It seems like the kind of thing where she like she finds out like she's pregnant or something and they didn't plan it and now Danny's got to face some moral quandary about whether or not he's going to um, give up his ghost powers and settle down with the family and then there's some like tragic ending to it. That definitely happens later probably. I don't know. This is the CW. Anything can happen. There's also a sister that I did not come up with a plan for or the other best friend. It's uh, Jazz is the sister and then I think Tucker is the friend. Tucker? Hold Tucker's on, the Tucker. weird Tucker nerd Foley. tech. Yeah, Tucker Foley. He's, he's the Q in some way. Um, and Jazz is definitely trying to take down her brother at some point. She's some sort of villain, serial killer, whatever the CW wants to roll CW wants. It's really easy to pitch these. I mean, I in got, this... I just gotta fit in drugs... Ghost war gang. So I, in this case, I almost think that like Danny Fan, as much as it's going to pain me to say this, Danny Phantom kind of lends itself to a CW show, not too it terribly. Does because you can really hit all the points. And it's got, you've got like the high school element, and you've got honestly, Danny Phantom in some way has some angst character there's a dark conspiracy about like how they died and why they're a ghost play those things up yeah i i i am here for it it pains me it pains me to admit this but i actually think it's not i mean it would never get made and it shouldn't get made like neither should the powerpuff call reboot and we're still in this universe anything's possible i'm here to save the cw i keep pitching i'm waiting for the phone call hold on cw i'm here for you why do you think the cw needs saving like i don't think their channel's running that terribly right rachel they have never made a profit not once in their existence have they turned a profit how is that possible uh it yeah this channel should not exist but, like, with every hit TV show they've had and everything they've had that's run for, like, eight years. Like, you have Arrow, you have Lendersmara, you have Flash, you have Riverdale. Like, how, everything they have I on their network. their most profitable show was Supernatural, and that wasn't that profitable. Oh, that is wild. How, but how do they have these things that have run for this long that aren't? Well, here's the big thing. Think about it. How good is the merchandising for those? I mean, the I mean, the best one by far is going to be Supernatural. I don't the, think it has very high merchandise. They've never primarily looked into how to merchandise their shows, which is why cartoons are particularly profitable things. But also, like The Office, really profitable. Things like yeah, that. There's definitely a lot of shows that were a lot more profitable. 
nope, CW has never turned a profit in like 15 years. Okay, Supernatural was on longer than 15 years. Well, the CW, I think, bought it at some point. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. How? That's wild. That is wild. Yep. Now I gotta, now I gotta get to the bottom of this. Hold on. <laughs> I'm glad I've helped you today. Um, let's see. Let's look up Supernatural first and see if it's, like this. It's impressive. Oh, it looks like um, it. Oh, it's on the WB. Oh, yes, first, for... it was on the Warner Brothers Network for a little bit. For the first season, it was on the WB. Maybe, maybe like first or second, depending on when their the seasons went. And the CW from 06 to twenty twenty. Yes. Oh, it's wild. So fifteen years. All right, now I gotta go look up the CW. We've never, per THR, the CW has never been profitable profitable since two thousand six. Oh, so the CW replaced uh the WB. Yeah, and then. It was founded in 2006. The thing is, like, the network has had successful TV shows. So I suppose it makes sense, given that the merchandising has not been very high, since I know, like, a lot of Disney's profits from, like, their um, movies and TV come from merchandising. That makes sense. But, my God, these shows have been, like... They're not running a bunch of one season flops. They've had a lot of shows that have run for a really long time. I guess the other thing is think about how much these shows cost to make. They do not cheap their production for some reason. Like sometimes it looks cheap, but Supernatural, like the longer it runs, the more they have to pay these stars. And they always have these really CGI heavy shows. Oh, yeah, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Eccles are probably making bank by the end of Supernatural. It's definitely not a cheap channel to produce. Yeah, they. I mean, the show so That's is, why I'm here pitching to save the CW. It's not going to be like Game of Thrones prod budget, but it's also not like single cam Fuller House style thing where you get a bunch of like yeah. modern day clothing and just like film in the same four sets exactly so that's why i'm here and i keep pitching these shows and i'm waiting for the cw exec to call me up and go tell me i got the next hit because really it seems like they accept anything i don't know if that's how tv pitching works dear but i appreciate the effort i'm putting in all the effort i have for the cw uh-huh so that's my pitch any other questions uh yeah, I got kicked off of the Zoom and I am now calling in from my phone. So uh how'd the rest of the pitch go? We spent Good. a long time talking about how the CW hasn't turned a profit in 15 years. That's unbelievable. Actually, it's fully believable. And what am I saying? So now that you're here on your phone, uh what's your pitch? <laughs> All right. So my pitch is. We've already seen what it's like for Danny Phantom, average boy, to have to deal with ghost incursions into his world. But what if Danny Phantom, regular boy, entered the ghost world and went to school there? That's right. My Danny Phantom reboot 
total reverse of the original uh, concept. In this one, Danny gets sucked in through the ghost portal and he has to make friends with all the ghosts in Ghost World and interact with them and get into their spooky shenanigans. Basically, it's going to be Monster High, but with ghosts and it's Danny Phantom. And he has to deal with being like the fish out of water in a ghost world where there's like weird ghost things happening. And he's just like your average kid trying to like deal with these new ghost powers he now has because once again, just like in the original series, exposure to the ghost world uh, is giving him ghost powers. So he still has all those elements and it still makes him special in that world uh, to have the ability to fight ghosts because he himself is not fully ghost. He just has ghost powers. Um, But mostly it's going to be sort of a Monster High type story about a normal human kid uh, trying to learn to fit in in a really crazy, spooky world uh, with a lot of different, uh, you know, the, the kids will be different kinds of ghosts. The teachers will be different kinds of ghosts. There'll be all kinds of interesting real-world parallels, but done in a more spooky, sci-fi, monstery setting. Um, it'll also be, I guess, a little bit like uh, My Gym Partner's a Monkey. Dang it, that's where that? I was going. I was, I was also thinking partners against. I was my also thinking my life as a teenage game. robot. That too. Well, I mean, at least that she's still the weird one in that scenario. Yeah, but yeah, it's right. This sort of more the 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 typical uh, fish out of water type story, which kids usually respond to well. Uh, like with most of my pitches, I think this would either skew to the same demographic or maybe slightly younger. Um, you know, let's say roughly the same demographic. I'm not, I, I think that's a that's a good zone. That six to 12 year old, I'd say, is that that solid Danny Phantom zone. Um, Danny Phantom zone. Um, mm. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of fun that you can do. Um, you know, I think a lot of times like with the reboots that try to like recapture the magic of the original show, um, you know, I think it's, it's, they're never going to, you know, exactly deliver the same way that the original did. So I'm kind of hopeful that like a similar, similar tone, similar characters, but in a sort of opposite setting, I think will, will maybe help make the show seem fresh and original. And you can even have an ongoing plot about Danny trying to get back to the human world and to his parents and his family. And that could sort of provide that serialization uh, that the original series didn't really have, but is becoming uh, much more popular even in kids shows uh, these days try to you know be a little more bingeable try to like hook the audience more and keep them watching the next one like how is Danny going to get home and is he going to have to leave his new ghost friends behind um, I, I think that would be that would be a lot of fun uh, to sort of see him once again trapped between two worlds um, but this time also being far from his home um, I think that could be a lot of fun I think there's a lot of very fun there uh it's a little less of a sci-fi show in my world and a little more of a sort of classic horror type show given that he's like trapped in ghost worlds i, I forget rachel you you've you're the self-professed expert how how much is he i know he does go into the the portal a few times and goes into the ghost dimension a bit how how much of the show is he actually there from what i remember very little that that I, was sort of what I remembered too. Yeah, I remember. I remember like ninety five percent of the show is in like his small, like his small suburb, and then the rest of it. I think 
he goes into the ghost dimension when like the plot requires it or like when he's got to go chase something down or when like he gets dragged in there but i don't think he ever goes in there like willingly yeah that's that's sort of how i remembered it as well i'm sure there's right the occasional episode or two-part i remember it was always like a big deal when he was there because I remember the world was very creepy and strange and a lot of dark colors and greens and blues like really I I, I really I do love the color palette of Danny Phantom I feel like there is a world in which like the show about fighting ghosts has a very muted like grays and silvers and whites kind of color tone but I do appreciate that Danny Phantom really went for some neon colors um, I also the show the episodes that I rewatched before coming on here. I remember just how like charming it is. Like it's got some it's got some kind of creepiness to it because it's a ghost story, so it kind of has to. But it really goes for the, the like Butch Hartman kind of I'm gonna say fairly odd parents charm because that's I mean it's another one of his shows the best way I can equate it to. But fairly odd parents was just much more of a success. It's got a lot of heart to it and it's got a lot of really interesting layers and kind of like um i'm gonna say layered appeal to it layers peel onion things you know yeah onion things like there's just so much charm in that show it's not it's not trying to gross you out or creep you out or necessarily even scare you really it's just try it's just a charming show about ghosts my version is trying to scare and creep you out yeah, of you're what little I heard was horrifying. <laughs> um, but I, I I agree with you, Rachel. I think I think if we can try to preserve something of that charm and whimsy, I think that'll go a long way um to maintaining uh why people liked the show in the first place. Um and that's also what I was hoping to maintain on on in my version of the reboot is that kind of slice of life, you know, it's just you know, it, it, at the heart of all of these Butch Hartman shows, it really is usually just about navigating growing up. And a lot of it is about, you know, wish fulfillment in the case of Fairly Odd Parents, literally. But like, how many of us haven't, you know, wished that we could, instead of going to our boring school all day and taking classes, wish that like it could be interrupted halfway through so we could fight ghosts? Or in my yeah. version, like, instead of your boring school, it's a ghost school. Like, we, we as kids really wanted to find a relatable character who was like us, who had friends who were like our friends, who were mostly going through the same issues and daily struggles that we were, but to make it a little more interesting, just that little extra touch of the magical or the supernatural or the sci-fi uh, to to give it a little extra spice. Yeah. I want to note my CW show does take on the fan-decided transgender plotline of Danny Phantom just to spite Butch Hartman. You're gonna need to elaborate a yeah, lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who is trans? There, there's a pretty solid community that likes to view the Danny Phantom story as a trans allegory because Danny is hiding his oh, true identity that. from a ton of people, and Butch Hartman has fought against that reading. So, despite him, that reading is true in my version. Yeah, I'm down. I'm very Thank down you. with. Ooh, what what if it what if in my version because like he's like more in his like soul ghost form in the in the ghost world that like maybe like his form in the ghost dimension is like different from like the body that he has in the real world and that's also part of his uh concern about whether or not to go back to the other world. I, I don't like know. It. 
Maybe that could be a fun twist. Look at us. We pitched three different versions of Danny Phantom. Now our listeners will go on our Twitter and vote in a poll about which one they like. No, I'm not putting in that much effort for our three listeners. I mean, Rachel, you are, in fact, our producer and our social media manager. If you so decide to put a poll on Twitter, I won't say no, mostly because I'm not on Twitter and I have no idea what you guys do on there. (laughs) I can put a poll on Twitter. Yay, Rachel. I'll put a poll poll on Twitter. Yay. Well, I'm very confident that mine will win because I'm the best and everything I do is the best. Mm, I mean, I have confidence okay. that mine would. I have confidence that mine would at least make a decent show, and honestly, that's most of what I can ask for. I have confidence that the CW would put my show on for longer than anyone desired because the CW doesn't know when to cancel shows. Yeah, see, Rachel, I love your idea dearly, and I think Katie also pitched a very good idea, but I think theirs is the one that's actually going to get made because the CW is just very willing to go with anything. The CW yeah. really follows the phrase f around and find out and i don't i don't know how much nickelodeon is actually looking to dig up danny phantom at this point so i'm sort of None, doubtful. because i believe they have several times with bush hartman oh but i think they well, back for that live action fairly odd parents maybe i What's think i think his prod company is at least like a producer on it uh maybe maybe let's then go, let's see look i mean uh, they have to tie him in in some way because it was his IP. Right. He's still making money off of it. But right. But I think Fairly Odd Parents was, was probably a slightly safer bet uh than Danny Phantom. Both were wildly popular, of course, but I th- think Fairly Odd Parents was the one that was longer lived. Uh that was, I think, a little bit more recognizable in the mainstream. It it was probably the safer one for them to do. Plus, probably cheaper in terms of what they could do live action. I think it would be tricky to do a live action reboot of Danny Phantom like from a CG perspective it, I it honestly really I straight up don't think it would work I straight up don't think that a live action Danny Phantom would work excuse you um, that's what I'm here to pitch right it my apologies it it is possible but would be very difficult to do well only for the CW for where they spend too much money on doing CGI for shows that won't turn a profit <laughs> And to your uh, answering uh, to your question from before, he is an executive producer on Fairly Odd. Yeah, that, that checks out. Um, so that, that man who we have discovered we really don't like at all is still making a lot of money off of Nickelodeon. Good to know. Good to know. Yep. Well, that's a good um, way to end this podcast, I think. Oh, <laughs> that great. That's a good way to end it. Um, well, thank you, Rachel, for coming on the show and for pitching your Danny Phantom reboot. We're glad we were able to get you back once again. I'm sure you'll be back another time for more of this insanity uh, i'll be back because i stole your time machine keys <sighs> uh, we should get those back from you probably no i'm changing the locks no look <laughs> if you're changing the locks if i'm your producer i've got to approve the money to get the locks changed and i'm not doing it Dang katie it. i think she has us she has us in a bind she's got us cornered take us out take us out we're going to go in our time machine and change the locks real quick so Rachel can't get in. <laughs> no, bye! I'm Scarlett. And I'm Katie. And I'm Rachel, you- and I have the keys. We're your animates, and we will see you next time. Rachel, take us out with the wrap.
Danny Phantom, fan yo, Danny Phantom, he was just 14 when his parents built a very strange machine. It was designed to view a world unseen. He's going to catch them all because he is Danny Phantom. I think I can do the rest of it, but I'm going to save you all from listening to that. <laughs>